When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Say that again. I have absolutely so much to talk about, you know, not being a part of the podcast last week. And it's like, I've, I've been away from the podcast for two weeks and so many things happened during those two weeks. So let's get this thing going. All right. Hey, welcome to the work for it podcast. I like it. I'm Dr. Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast with Dr. Brian Cohn, a.k.a. Sharp Santa, in the (laughs) house. It's your time of year, Brian. It's your time of year to shine. And I have to ask this. Dude, and I have... I have been making so many presents. It's been crazy. I was just going to say, how's the workshop going? How are the elves doing? And also, at least, at least you need, in fact, I almost sent this with the Amazon package was a, was a Santa hat for you <laughs> because I really think that you should have one. I really do. I, if you don't, it's a misstep. You really should uh, invest in a Santa hat for this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, I actually don't have a Santa hat. I know my dad had one that he would wear every year on Christmas, but yeah, no, I've I haven't picked one up quite yet. It's time to go see dear um, old but dad. Yeah. Go go figure out where that thing is. <laughs> no, I think he should keep that one. I I need one of my own 
for sure. They can't, for they sure. can't be that expensive. You could probably go down to like a Michael's or like a Hobby Lobby and pick one up, I would think. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Get the old $1 Walmart special. Oh, yeah. Walmart would have it for sure. Yeah, yeah probably sure. like 79 So, Brian, cents. I have been following along with this mezzanine build. Yeah. You want to talk about, like, I, I see that you've got the floor down. It looks like it's sturdy. You've got some stuff up there. I just saw, you know, earlier this morning, I saw your post from last night, and you put up lights. It looks like it's a functional mezzanine at this point. It's it's fairly functional. I've got three more pieces of plate steel to put up yet, which are like four by four plate steel pieces and um i i got so burned out you know i was like look i got most of it up there so <clears throat> excuse me my allergies are going off the charts right now but um uh so the the mezzanine floor is done all the way across like 75 percent of it so i just decided you know what i'm gonna start loading things up there just to kind of free up some space and when i did that i was like now i need lights underneath because you know, the light mm-hmm. from the top of the shop is beaming down, but now it's hitting that plate steel. So it can't go through that, obviously. So it's like it's dark underneath the mezzanine. And um, I had from my old shop, I have these big strip lights. They're like eight feet long. They're LEDs. And you can connect them. They're like interconnectable. So that when you buy them, you can either connect them directly to each other or they give you like a four foot long little cable that kind of goes between the two. So it was super simple to do because those beams are steel and those LED lights are super light. So you can, I, here's what I did. I just took two rare earth magnets, put it on either side, super glued them to the lights and literally just threw them up there and they stuck. So I was like, Oh, perfect. It's so easy. Right. Cause if you need to move them, you can just pull them down and move them. But, uh, but yeah, the, right. For sure. The build is going really well. I mean, it's faster than I thought it would be to get it done, you know, to, to do the work. There's obviously still a ton of stuff to do, but it's functional and it's gotten a lot of my, you know, obsolete, not obsolete, um, not as often used tools I've lifted up there already with a fork truck and just put up there to get them out of the way. And my shop is feeling so much bigger already because of it. So, and storage. Nice. Just so do you want to talk about the tools? Like what kind of tools are you putting up there that you're not using very often? The, the big one that I, that's always in the way always in the way that does not get used that much is the horizontal bandsaw. And that's the saw that you saw me use mm. the cut the eye beams, you know, the big grizzly one. That thing is, is what are you big. talking about? That was bald man knife and tools knife that cut that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We, uh, we did use his knife for that, right, but, uh, right, but right. no, that's so that, that saw that we used to cut those beams, the actual beams. Well, the, the vertical beams is my evolution chop saw. And I use that all the time. But I have this big green horizontal saw that you it sits up off the floor. It's got wheels on it, and um, I'm sure you've seen them before. It, it kind of cuts on its own because of its own weight. So it's mm-hmm. a big band saw. You can set it up uh, vertically if you want or horizontally, and it does a fantastic job. It cuts. However, I just don't use it that often. It's one of those tools that just, you know what, if you have to, if you have to cut like a whole bunch of stuff, at once it's great you can stack it up in the vise chuck it up and cut it and it kind of just automates the cuts but i just don't use it that often in fact i've thought about selling it numerous times i'm glad i didn't because we used it for this project you know um it cuts i-beam really well right 
But uh, it's one yeah. of those it's one of those tools that you absolutely need to have when you need it. But when you need it is so few and far between yeah. that it's almost, you know, not worth having. And it's a huge pain in the ass to move it because it's only got wheels on one side. Oh, so geez. you have to lift it up and it probably weighs 250 pounds. So you have to lift it up and then you roll it kind of like a two wheel cart. Right. Well, it's always in the way and it's you just always kicking it and hitting your shin on it and stuff. So it's like, you know what? Get that up there. Mm-hmm. I put the man basket up there because. Uh, you know, <clears throat> man basket is like, it's just when you need it, you need it. If you got to go to the ceiling, you get in it and go up there. But it's just, it's a huge And tool. also, if you store it up there and you're going to the ceiling, you're already halfway there. You're already halfway there. Exactly. You could actually stand <laughs> in the man basket and gain eight inches if you'd like, you know. There we go. There we go. I know I could gain eight inches. <laughs> I could use eight inches. Oh, man. That's what she for said. For sure, for sure. But yeah, it's just stuff like that, and then a lot, of, <laughs> See, <laughs> and a lot of boxes. And with just, this like, roadcaster that we've gotten for the podcast, oh. with, with this roadcaster we gotten for the podcast, um, I'm so excited to use these little buttons that I'm going to be able to throw in, you know, little sound bites, and that's what she said is definitely going on the roadcaster. Oh, I love it! Yes, absolutely. So, real quick, switching gears to what Brian is talking about, um, we took the money that we that you all have invested in us. Um, both in patron and um, Patreon and also in the ad revenue that we generate. And we invested it in some new podcasting equipment. So, Brian, do you want to just chat about that for a second? Yeah, sure. So what you're hearing right now with my voice is this Shure microphone. This thing is far and away better than what I was using before. And actually, what I was using was just the built-in um, microphone on this MacBook Air. Which I mean sounded okay, but I can I can already tell that the the sound quality of this microphone is going to be far superior, almost to the point where I'm thinking about getting some foam to put around me so that I, I can cut down on some of the reverb, because now you can actually hear so, it, man. I, yeah, I don't think so. I think you're oh wow, be, really? I, honestly, dude, you sound like you are in the room with me. I mean, it is scary. It's, it's scary, Brian. I like keep thinking I'm going to turn around and see you in a Santa suit. It's gonna be fantastic. But uh, now that's something to be scared of. Sure. Um, <laughs> you, you do but sound yeah, amazing. And then on top of that, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but on top of that, we also got the Roadcaster Pro. Roadcaster, which Pro. is like top of the line. Like there's so many buttons to press. There's a lot of sliders to move. You know, people's voices up and down and. Um, with it, we'll be able to have people call in, which is going to be huge for us because we want to bring bring in guests to the podcast. And basically the idea is that with this piece of equipment, now we're going to be able to open up the possibility for people to call in and be guests on the Work For It podcast. Which is huge. Just because, because you know, this... That's oh, a huge yeah. thing. I Here's and one, just a quick segue. Um, ben is on sabbatical. We don't know when he's going to mm-hmm. return, but he's been... Um, he's now in that program where he's uh, getting, uh, basically getting like the, uh, the what is it, the, the $6 million man where he's like, uh, getting rebuilt <laughs> and I, they're like they're literally t- adding adamantium to his bones and all kinds of cool stuff so he's gonna have like those big razor blades that pop out of his hands like wolverine and and then yeah, wolverine he's definitely gonna be wolverine at the end of this yeah it's gonna be cool so he's out for a bit and we thought like okay we could bring a third in as a regular but i think brian 
what we ought to do yeah. is once we get the Broadcaster Pro up and running, Brian just got that the other day, by the way, like two days ago or something. So we haven't really figured out how to actually. Make it work. I I got it into my apartment last night. There you so, go. So yeah. yeah. So we're we're just at the beginning stages of this, and we would like to bring people in. And what how it'll work is you'll be able to call in through Instagram, and use the Instagram uh, voice call functionality, kind of like they were doing on um, Knife Talk for a bit, and then we'll be able to uh, route your sound into the podcast. And then uh, you can BS with us for a show or half a show or whatever, um, you know, whatever, however we figure it out. But uh, I think that's going to be a great substitute. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, for sure. And even when Ben comes back, I think that this would be a great supplement for the WFI projects where we can all come together and, you know, talk to a couple of the people, maybe some of the regulars, maybe somebody that, you know, or every only contributes once in a while and have them on to talk about the project that they're showing off. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that um, the people who are contributing regularly to WFI projects, it would be so cool to like look at their project and dial them up, you know, call them up and go. And then like, also hey. be able to pick their brain on it and be like, oh, you know, what made you choose this? What? Why are you doing that or the other? And hey, they can plug their own stuff. We, we you know, I probably won't take on the old, you know, you know, with uh, Craig always, you know, asking a question, then cutting them off when they start to plug their own stuff. <laughs> that might be fun. Eh, no, I, 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 we, we can't steal that. We definitely can't steal that. Uh, that was pretty ingenious. That whole thing. Um, they're not. They're not. <laughs> I think they've kind of migrated away from it. But I think that was pretty funny. I always laughed out loud at that stuff. So yeah, yeah it was funny. Def- definitely funny. Um, but yeah, so lots of exciting things happening here on the Work for it Podcast, and that couldn't be happening without you all even if you're not contributing financially through patreon um you're you're by listening to the show you are contributing because you know the ads that get played so um if you listen if you share you know you um i found out this cool functionality uh on on uh, spotify uh do you listen to the show on spotify how do you listen to it like you you find spotify i listen to all my podcasts on spotify okay me too yeah spotify so there's a share functionality in Shop or Shopify, Spotify, <laughs> to uh, to share the show on your stories, and and it actually plays really? like a, puts a link to the actual show in your story. So you can say right at the very top, oh, is it'll say like listen on Spotify. If you click that, it'll open the Spotify app on Instagram. Is that what I've been listening to? Like um, I've been sharing. The, you make that post every week of this show, and it's just a, a stream for the Spotify. And I always thought, like, is he, like, downloading the entire, you know, is he no. doing, like, a screenshot? But no, that's, like, you know, an hour and a half sometimes. So yeah. No, it's that's, it's... that's just a functionality. It's functionality built into Spotify, and then it integrates with... Well, there's one... there Like, the, the feed that integrates with Facebook is automatic. So that comes from... Cool a link between Red Circle and Facebook. But then when I share that uh, show, when I share the show to my stories, that's through the Spotify app where you can share it directly. So if you go into Spotify, you, you're you listening to the show, go down, hit the share button at the bottom, and then click Instagram. And it'll ask you, do you want to do this as a, as a story or a post? And then you hit story. And it'll actually, you can even say, like, I want it to start at a specific time frame. So if we mention you on oh. the show... 
if we say like, hey, we're, you know, looking at WFI projects and here's a here's a piece from so and so. And we mentioned your name. You can pause it and share that particular piece right to your own story. And when people listen wow. to it, they'll start right there. You know, it'll start right where, you know, we start discussing, you know, you. So I think that's a super cool functionality. I didn't know it existed. Somebody showed it to me and I, it blew my mind. So I was like, well, everyone needs to know about this. If you're listening to it through shop, or I keep saying Shopify. There's all these five apps. <laughs> I use Shopify Spotify. as my e-commerce, but Spotify. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I will definitely be doing that more often now Now that I know it's that easy. Because before, basically what I would do is I would take a, you know, screen recording of the portions that I, you know, wanted to highlight. And then I would cut that screen recording down to a minute so that people actually watch it and then share it, which is like four steps too many for most people. So it's now that I steps. can just, you know, push a button, share that point, you know, that's that's a heck of a lot easier you know we can just go ahead and do that i agree and it that's why i think it's such an important piece of functionality for people to know about because it helps us spread the word about work for it and then you know obviously you get the mention and you get to share about it so it's kind of a win-win for everybody yeah definitely nice all around yeah man so all right, Brian, what do you so, got yeah, going? What are you, what are you doing? Gears. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, I want to know about switching you. What gears. are you doing? What are you doing in your shop? You, you, Dude, over the last two weeks, it's been crazy in my shop. So I have been making – so I think before the last time I was on the podcast, I had finished all of my customer knives for Christmas. So since then, I've been doing batches of knives for my friends and family. Um, so of my core family, 10 of them are getting – uh, different knives. So I'm doing chef knives, pairing pairing knives, hunting knives. I've got a knife with a bottle opener on the back, you know, all over the place. Um, and I'm kind of like ta- tailoring them to their own liking with the colors and whatnot. You know, I'm, I'm keeping it relatively simple because, you know, obviously I don't want to, you know, drop too much bank on it or order, you know, custom materials. But basically, I'm, I'm uh, over the years, I've been accumulated accumulating some handle materials and basically i'm able to you know empty the stuff that i are partially used or i've been using and you know or i guess have been sitting there for a while basically i can you know kind of empty out my you know handle materials and you know get those out of the way but yeah i'm doing 10 different um knives for friends and family you know i'm trying to keep up the sharp santa name you guys gave me that (laughs) moniker i've got to live up to it yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and I, then I've got another project. There's a lot of irony in this, I've by the way. I'm project. sitting here smiling like an idiot because <laughs> there's a shit ton of irony in this that you're <laughs> you should go around with a freaking Santa hat on and deliver all these things like and get a satchel, like get a bag, <laughs> like a freaking burlap bag and wander around. That'd be hilarious. I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. And then I've got 16 other So I'm doing one project and I'm doing it 16 different times, but I can't talk about it because I know that first of all, I'm giving you one, I'm giving, you know, Ben one. And I know that there's other people who listen to this podcast regularly that I'm going to be sending it to. So I cannot spoil that surprise. Okay. But yeah, so basically I've got 10 knives going to friends and family, you know, kind of core family. And then, you know, I'm with the rest of my family. I've been doing these other projects 
And then I also have quite a few of those projects that will be going to, you know, quite a few of them are listeners to the show. So basically people who supported me and all that type of stuff, and I appreciate their support. So I'm just going to go ahead and make up one of these things and send them off to them and, you know, try to keep up the sharp Santa name. I love it, Brian. I like yeah, it. This so is it's, the season It's of been giving. a really productive last couple of weeks. Absolutely. It is the season of giving and it's been, you know, very productive and, um, it's definitely been a couple of larger batches, but you know, it's kind of reinvigorated, you know, my, you know, you know, I, I'm still new to the knife making, especially new to the full-time knife making gig. So I'm, I've never felt like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the shop today. Oh shit. You know, that's, that's going to be awful. I've never felt that, but you know, doing these knives for people that, you know, I love and, you know, basically people who have supported me. You know, it's it's made me get that like I'm waking up a little bit earlier than I normally would because I'm just so excited to get these knives made or get these projects made and into the hands of the people that I love. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think that's it's been a, a really good couple of weeks. I think that's an important thing to convey to the recipients of these uh, pieces that you're making because uh, the, you know, the, if you're not in the knife making world, I don't think people truly understand the amount of work that goes into making a knife, right? And because we've commercialized oh, yeah, sure. knives, you can walk into a Target and buy one for ten dollars, you know, or whatever. You can get one Dude, at a gas. Don't station. say that name. <laughs> you got you walk into a Seven <laughs> Eleven and buy a, buy a friggin' knife and, at the counter. That costs don't like see, four don't bucks. Don't say that name that starts with a T. Yeah. I'll get flashbacks. The T, I, the I T might word. Just like, you know. The T word. <laughs> so, and, and I think it's important, oh. though, that people go, you know, hey, I, I appreciate, you know, or I think it's important that people understand that you really were excited about creating these pieces for them because you love and appreciate them. And I think that's, they're behind Absolutely. all of it is you know, when they say it's the, it's not so much the gift, it is the intention, but then also you're giving them something that is finite. It's your time. So that's something oh, yeah. important I mean, to, to convey. Multiple hours go into each and every one of them. So, I mean, I'm, while I'm making them, of course I'm focusing on what I'm making, but like, you know, thinking about, you know, who they are and, you know, what they mean to me and all that fun stuff. I so love yeah, it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, yeah, it's it's definitely a good way to being a maker in general. It it makes gift giving really easy because you just, you know, make your best work and then you you give it off to, you know, people that you love. So it's it's fun. I like it. Speaking of gift giving, this year uh I had been talking a little bit about buying things from makers that are around me that I appreciate and then giving those things away uh to my family and friends and everything so uh just a shout out to josh howard he if you don't recognize his name he is one of the makers he's in mississippi he's um he's a blacksmith and he won the first revolution grinder waffle that i had so uh Ah, remember him and he uh so i i wanted to buy my sister and brother-in-law uh, they live in Wisconsin and they own a coffee company. So a big uh, coffee distributorship in, in um, just like outside of Milwaukee in uh, Sheboygan Falls. And uh, they, it's a fourth generation business. You know, they sell a lot of, they, they roast their own coffees. They have their own like kind of line of coffee, but a majority of their businesses, um, 
distri- distributing coffee to uh, hotels and things like that. So um, one step better than Starbucks for sure. Their coffee is amazing, yeah. And like, if you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can buy their coffee. Like, you can go on their website and buy their coffee, and um, it's called Torkey Coffee, T O R K E Coffee. So you go torkeycoffee.com and you can buy. Uh, their, so dorky with a T. The dorky with a T, exactly. So and they're they they, <laughs> they are. Um, they have a line of organic uh, roasted coffees that are my favorite, which is called Weed and Creek. And the, if you order that, you know, it's roasted usually within uh, a day or two of you purchasing it. So I don't know if you've ever had like freshly roasted coffee uh, from a small like, you know, basically my brother-in-law, he roasts this coffee. You know, like if I order it, he, he'll walk oh, over to yeah. the machine and do it. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah, so much there's, different. There's actually a couple local, there's a couple local coffee shops here that get, you know, it's obviously not locally sourced coffee, but it's like fresh and it's right. you know, all that type of stuff. So yeah. And his beans obviously are Yeah. It does make a huge difference. His beans come from all over the world too. So like, you know, he gets stuff from everywhere, but, um, <clears throat> if you've never had freshly roasted coffee, do yourself a favor and go try it because it's a completely different experience than the stuff you buy at the store, you know, especially if it's been ground. In our, and put in a bag, it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, not stale, but, you know, it's just not the same. So there's a, there's a, there's something so to be said about question. that. So here's my question. Go ahead. So here's my question. Would lo- or freshly ground coffee do better for etching knives, for etching Damascus? You know, I don't know because I, I feel like, I feel like there's something there. I'm, I you feel could like there try might it. be something there. You could try it. Yeah, I don't know. But there's I know that there's something to do with with uh, the whole thing with it. I, before I get into that real quick, I just want to mention that I bought uh, from Josh. I bought three of his coffee scoops that he makes in his workshop and I'll be sending some to my family and everything. And um, and these are handmade copper scoops with uh, steel handles that he makes in his workshop. Next year, I'm going to be a little more proactive, and I'm going to try to buy some of the sim- of those similar type things from Derek Melton, who is a friend of mine. He's also friends with mm-hmm. Josh. They live in kind of the same area, um, but Derek was like completely sold out. So like, I ended up going to Josh. Not not that Josh is a second choice or anything, but I was just like, I, who else makes these, <laughs> you know? And um, and then I you know yeah. I dug up Josh, and I was like, oh man! And Josh got them out to me so fast, and so uh, they're awesome. I opened the box this morning, so thank you, Josh. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Howard Forge Works, and I think if you look him up on Instagram, I think his name is just Josh. Yeah, let me just. Just because I'm gonna, I've talked about him. I want to kind of give him a shout out so you can go find him on Instagram. I think it's Josh. While I think you're it's looking Joshua that up, Howard, but look it up. Go ahead, Joshua Howard. Um, one thing that we need to do next year is we need to get proactive, like you said, and bring out like basically the people that are on our WFI projects. We need to like promote them a little bit before, like well ahead of time, so it's in time, so people can you know, order and get things done or back before Christmas, because obviously we're promoting them now, but it's way too late. Like there's no way that they would be able to make it. I know. So I know maybe we need to like bust out the Santa hat somewhere in like, I don't know, December. No, obviously not December, but you know, I don't, I don't even know. August would August be the the correct time to start, you know, getting handmade projects. 
Yeah, August September would be about right. Um, so his yeah. Instagram handle is Josh dot C dot Howard. So go find him on Instagram. Give him a follow. Uh, let's see where he is. Uh, he has 497 followers, and his last post actually was his coffee scoops. So go check out his coffee scoops. They are super cool and um, and and beautiful pieces. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he can get get some out before Christmas. I mean, we got two weeks, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never <maybe>. know. <laughs> so speaking of keeping this, you know, Christmas train going, get the, all the gifts and all that type of stuff. First of all, the gifts of this new microphone, the Roadcaster, that's awesome. Like this thing looks like a Christmas tree. This Roadcaster looks like a Christmas tree when you turn it on with all the different lights and buttons and all that type of stuff. But the other big thing that showed up on my front doorstep was the TR Maker knife vise. Did I talk about that? The, no, no, I, I didn't no. even have you it. You messaged me about it, but pro- I was going to ask you, did you order that, or what's the, what's the story there? No, you sold just – he basically, I, yeah. I got a text random, randomly from, um, what is it, DHL that he ships through. And I ju- it just said, hey, your package yep. was, you know, basically started the, the trip over, started basically so that I could track it. And I was like, what the hell? I, I didn't order anything from Turkey. Obviously, there's only one huh. person in Turkey that I know. So I went ahead and messaged you. So I was like, hey, you know, I see a package is on my way. Did you, uh, is that a mistake? Did you send me something small? Like, what, what's going on here? I didn't order anything. And he just said, hey, I, d- I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, wow. So, just this like every unprompted. time that he ships something, completely unprompted. Yeah, that's what blew my mind because I thought it was going to be something small or is going to be, you know, hey, I saw, you know, something and whatever. Who knows? So basically, I, it showed up the traditional, you know, he's I got the notification and three days, three days later, it's on my front doorstep and it's like a larger box. Oh, yeah. So I was super excited, you know. I opened the thing up and of course there's the knife vice in it with my, you know, logo on the side, which is awesome. And so, you know, basically I was able to, you know, with these Christmas knives that I'm giving to my friends and family, um, I've been able to really get some time on, you know, doing some proper hand sanding and really finishing off, you know, the, 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 um, you know, fit and finish of the handles and holy cow, does that make a huge difference of being able to like hold it in just the right angle? Holy cow, does that make things a lot easier, but yeah, it, it's a also game in, in that package, it's an absolute game changer, and I'm so grateful for you, Sil, for sending that over. And I will for sure be doing a YouTube video on it. Um, I've already done his um, the knife vi- or the um, the bevel jig and file guide video, and that's I think it's the highest viewed uh, YouTube video that I have. Wow. Okay. So I will definitely be doing because I mean, obviously, the man sent it to me out of the blue, you know, unprompted. Obviously, I'm going to be doing a review video on it. And, you know, it's quality stuff, so it's it's probably going to be very positive and all that fun stuff. But also in that package, he he wrote a message basically saying, hey, I noticed on your on your bevel jig that there's a couple of the the uh, the bolts in it were getting kind of rusty. So he made up some uh, or he sent over some stainless steel versions of those bolts to kind of upgrade it so that, you know, they you know, might as well look good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then he also sent me these, um, he's doing these stainless steel Corby bolts. I've never played with Corby bolts, so I'll, ha- I'll have to look at them. But he sent me over two to just kind of, ch- you know, test out and look at. So 
TR Usel, dude, you you set me up, fat. I feel so great. You know, it's it's awesome. You're a great dude, and you know, I I really appreciate it for sure. Yeah, that's a solid but gift. Yeah, I I, mean, it's it, the first time that it's huge. It's a huge gift, and honestly, that's the first time that you know. Obviously, I had that you know forge that some that Chinese company sent me, and like that was unprompted as well. Basically, they said, "Hey, we'd like to send you this to have you do a review." And it's it's crap. It's it's a bad forge. <laughs> um, but useful. <laughs> and I, I don't want to uh, you know throw too much shade on you know a company like you know whatever. I'm I'm not all about the bad vibes. I'm I'm here to make things better and show off good things, not you know crap on bad things. But I'm with you. Yeah, def- that forge was definitely definitely not. You know, it's it's uh, made out of high grade Chineseium, and you know the the kale wool is huge, and you know it's basically it pulls apart like cotton candy. So it, it's it's not great. But anyways, you know, TR maker Usel, you know that's that's like a it that went from you know the the Chinese company sending me a crap gift to Usel sending me like a super high quality gift. It's like you know. Th- threw that in the absolute opposite direction, which is awesome. I love that. It's, it's pretty great yeah, because so he does this. Great. He does this with me too. Sometimes where I'll just get, I don't usually get the package notification where I was, I'll just get like a, like a message from him and he'll say like, send me your updated logo. And then I know like something will be coming to me, you know? Right. <laughs> and you know, there's a, obviously there's a business, a portion of what he does in supporting guys like us because you know we're we're influencing the community but he also knows that we're no bullshitters that if he sends us junk we're not gonna recommend it you know and he you know he doesn't ask right, for anything for sure. in return so you know i i give a full thumbs up to tr maker you know there's there's specific things that i buy from him that I use every, every day. And there's some things that I don't. And I just, you know, I just choose to use American vendors for that stuff. I will say that the stuff I do get from him is top notch. I mean, it's like really great stuff. And he's Absolute such a top, great guy. Top notch. Long time ago, when I first met him, like three years ago, I had a, a, he doesn't speak really good English. So I had a Turkish interpreter um, a, a friend who was in Turkey who speaks good English, who works works for Bosch okay. Tools, um, over there, and uh, and then do the interpretation. We had a long conversation. It was it was awesome. It was great, and we did it on WhatsApp so we could see each other and everything else. Uh, that was when oh, I cool, first cool. started getting into the grinder game and figuring that whole thing out. So that is awesome, dude. Congratulations. I know you're going to love that knife vice. Did he send you the clamping system, like the big long bolts and everything that go along with it for the octagonal handle? I did not get the clamping system. I, I've seen that on on yours, and I think I've made, there might be someone else who uses those quite regularly, but, I mean... I, Obviously, he sent me the whole thing. I, sure. I can pick up the. <laughs> yeah, you could do the, the bolts. The couple, easy. couple bolts and yeah, and a little plate. Yeah. It really just needs some long threaded rod and then some um, and like a plate to to put over that so you can you can clamp things down. I'll tell you, man, that was that's a nice feature for for a hidden tang knife. That's a really nice feature to have. So uh, it's a cool design. Yeah, and, and like yeah. I've been kind of getting into those ever since the Bowie knife challenge. You know, I've been doing a couple. Um, I, you know, I've done one octagonal uh, chef knife, 
it's a little bit bulky. It's my first one, you know, first time doing a wah style handle. It, it was definitely, it, you can see that it's a first one, but I actually took that knife and I went to one of my buddies from you know, college and, you know, she does wood burning. So basically this octagonal handle, I, I put in this, a piece of epoxy, the their very butt of the, of the knife that has a embedded flower. Um, so I took that, you know, up as the embedded flowers, some G10 liners and all that fun stuff. And then a big section in the center that's, um, ironwood. And I took that over to my buddy and she did, um, basically some wood burning on it to do some like vines and leaves. So it has like this whole, you know, flower esque and it's a Damascus, uh, blade. So it looks kind of cool. So that's, that's currently up for sale at, uh, Louis shop. So yeah, that that was that was my first wash style handle, and I I know that I will definitely be doing that in the future. I'll definitely be you know working on my geometry a, a lot more because that one's way big and bulky, and I can do better than that. Do yourself but, a favor, yeah, it's, and it's a great watch the video that Toby from Toby Fire and Steel put out uh, on YouTube about. That's actually how I found him. Was I was studying the. The sort of the theory behind octagonal wah style handles, and he has an excellent video about using your two by seventy two belt grinder to create those handles, and he walks you through the Ooh. scribing process of how he determines like ratios of how much to remove, how mm. much material to remove, and it sounds boring. It's really not. He may, he does like a great job of explaining <laughs> it because it's like, oh God, we're going to talk about proportions and all this other stuff. But when I I deployed some of his techniques when Dexter made his, um, he did like a, a Nakiri knife not too long ago, and he had made the handle too big as well. Like you were saying, it's like it was bulky, and I remember Toby saying something about that, like don't be afraid to go smaller. Or don't be afraid to taper it towards the tip. And just those small, minor things, like you hear them in your head, like you're repeating them in your mind going, yeah, you know what, let's give that a shot. Let's let's taper it down a little bit. And it made all the difference. You know, lines and design, it makes all the right. difference. So uh, Toby Fire and Steel and honestly, on what- YouTube. Honestly, when, you know, when I did that for the first time, I took a big hunk of scrap wood and, you know, basically did, you know, really big rough cuts and ground it on with like 36 grit just, just to, you know, bring it down to shape. And obviously I'd, I've never really hold, held a solid, you know, wah style handle before or octagonal handle before. So I didn't really know what I was looking at until afterwards, but, you know, roughing it out on you know crap material and then kind of feeling how that feels you know if you spend 30 minutes and you do it and you know it doesn't work out or if it does work out you know it's it's not it's not a whole lot of sweat off your back you know it's it's no big deal so yeah i'm definitely going to you know grab another hunk of scrap material and refine that for the next time and watch that what you said toby fire and steel yeah toby fire and steel on youtube um I think that's the name of his channel, actually, Toby Fire and Steel. I, I can cool. look it up, but yeah, you'll find it. You know, everybody knows who he is. He's got the Toby Fire and Steel podcast with him and owner Kaglar. Uh, I don't know if they've changed great the name podcast, of it, by the way. Yeah, it's a great. It's great to hear those guys uh, jib jab and talk. So, uh, all right. Well, hey, good. <laughs> hey, listen, <clears throat> real quick, since we're, uh, I don't even know how far we're in. We're thirty six minutes in. 
I wanted to shift over to WFI projects because there is so much to talk about on WFI projects. And I'm going to kick it off (laughs) by talking about Jason Hartwell's Ninja Turtle knife set that he did. Oh, my gosh. Can I just say? I'm so excited for this thing. uh, Me too, because (laughs) it's something really super original. I don't think anyone in the world would have thought this out, but he created four identical knives that are the two true to the colors of the Ninja Turtles, uh, you know, masks or whatever they wear. And it's brilliant, man. It looks so cool. So JK blades on Instagram, go check it out. Uh, he's got a, a bunch of photos up there and, uh, he's, he's promoting the crap out of it because it is, it's so cool, man. It's such, I don't know if, is this a commission build? Like what, what's going on with this? Did he sell it? Is he selling these? So I've been talking with them on that. So that was a collaboration with, um, Sharky knives. Oh, Oh shoot. I'm, I'm, is it Sharky knives or is that, is that just what people call them? Sharky, yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, Sharky, oh no, oh no, I'm I'm coming a blank on it. But basically, he made the um the handle materials to you know fit the Ninja Turtle theme, and then you know obviously Jason made the the rest of the blade and all that type of stuff. Gotcha. But okay. they are all sold, so they're not up for sale. Wow. I know they sold really quickly for yeah. him. So. Yeah. yeah, well, because it's a super original great, idea. Great set of knives. Yeah, yeah, great set of knives. So go check sure. out J.K. Blades. Check out his Ninja Turtle set. Super cool concept. Uh, really like it. And the, one of the things that I can't stress enough is in any industry, anything you do or choose to do, you have to put some mind into it. Put some brain into it. Engage. Deploy that that stuff because it matters. It matters so much, and mm-hmm. and that's what Jason did with this project. So that's why he had success with it. So cheers to you, Jason. Nice. Speaking work. of Jason, with this new roadcaster, we need to finally get him on the podcast. Yeah, we've been dancing around that idea for way too long. We need to make it work. I'm gonna try to f- sit down and figure out this roadcaster and figure it out so that you know we can get. I feel like he needs to be the first guy on. Yeah, well, it's just been a technical issue, you know, because he has to go to a studio to record uh, Hustle and Grind, and we just haven't had, like, you know, to try to coordinate that. But if he could call in, you know, through Instagram, it would make it – he could do it at any time just from his studio. So, yeah, that's, that's the key. There we go. So I'll take on the next WFI project. So Moonshine Leatherworks with this wallet that looks like it was made out of a football. It, you can see the faded Wilson and yes. the, uh, basically the, let's see, it says Wilson GST on it. So it's it's obviously made out of a football. It's a game Holy ball. Holy cow. How cool of an idea is that? It's a game ball. Is it really? And oh it my was gosh, u- I should have read through the thing. It was used in, a 19, in 1966 Al Bundy to score four touchdowns in a single game for Polk High School Panthers. So this has some, like, history to it. Yeah, I love this. Fantastic. Dude, I just picked it out because it was a football, and I thought that was cool, but it's like a historical crazy football. It's like that that extra level deep. Like you said, you know, you got to use your mind when you're – you got to be thoughtful about what you're making, and this is obviously a very, you know, thought-out, you know, thing, and – Think about how I many wallets have been made. I was going to use it as made. a transition. 
You know, if, if oh you, yeah, for sure. And and now you know you're in uh, steep competition. I was just reading something uh, the other day on Reddit, and it was uh, I follow an Etsy subreddit on on Reddit, and there there was a couple people posting about how their holiday sales were were really slow, and like they're like I've been on Etsy for ten years, really? you know, and um, I had no, you know, I usually get like fifty sales every holiday season or whatever, and this year I didn't get any. And overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the comments were, what did you do to change it up this year? You know, what were you offering? (laughs) Uh, Oh, nothing. uh, Yeah. And that's what the guy (laughs) said. He says, well, I just, you know, just the same old, same old. And and here's, here's the response to like, and this was really telling, was that think about how many people due to the pandemic are now getting into the making game. And are doing things to supplement right. their income, and guess where they're selling them on Etsy. So if you're resting on your laurels and you're not getting your sales, I would look at your your product number one and your marketing number two, and then put some serious thought into it. It, it you know you can't just keep riding this train because the train is changing. So we gotta you gotta keep going. Right. Hence why I brought up Jason. And his Ninja Turtle project because that's freaking genius. Guess what? I'm a guy in my mid 40s, and what did I watch when I was in my teenage years? <laughs> I was watching Ninja Turtles, and you know, TMNT baby. That's it. And I'm telling you, guys like me now are in my mid 40s, and I have some money. And guess what? I could buy a knife now. So start thinking like that. Like, what right. can you do? This is the reason why they're rebooting transformers and thundercats and all this because all of this money we're making now is getting flooded back into the market and they're taking a piece of it so it's not by accident right so just keep thinking like that speaking of i know we're trying to stay on wfi projects but let me go on a a quick side tangent so i've been asked by a few different people um kind of younger makers and i know i'm a younger maker myself but you know stone ridge metalworks specifically asked me i do you know Stone Ridge Metalworks? He's uh, Sam. Um, oh shoot, I forget where he's from, but he's uh, he's always very you know active on you know. Yeah, I don't know uh, him. Instagram and all that. Yeah, he's I know great of dude. him. Yeah, great guy. He's he's jumped on quite a few of my uh, live streams, but um, so he was asking me. You know, he's been kind of a little bit slow on sales, and he basically asked me. You know, what what's what should I be looking into? And um, basically, I said, um, you know. Here, here's my breakdown of where the sales are. So TikTok right now is big and you get a boatload of eyes, but think about the age range of people on TikTok. It's all people between the ages of 10 and maybe 25 at most. I mean, obviously there are some older people on TikTok, but they're few and far between. Instagram seems to be right around that, you know, 20 year old to the 40 year old. You know, that seems to be, you know, where a lot of those people are. And, you know, obviously the older the the, uh, client is, the more money that they'll have, the more likely they are to actually purchase your, you know, products. And then at the very other end of the scale. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. ...is Facebook. Facebook currently seems as if it's all people between the ages of, you know, 35 to, you know, 85. Well, those are the people that are most likely to buy a custom knife or yep. whatever it is you're selling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're selling luxury products and we need to be selling, you know, we need to be looking at the fact that, you know, it's more than likely if you if you took all of the people who buy your products and find a median age, I'm guessing that's probably near 50. Because those are the people that, you know, they've made their money. They no longer have, you know, kids to or kids are most likely out of the house for the most part. You know, you have a little bit of money, you know, in your bank. And those are the people that are most likely to buy your luxury item. So what I've been finding my biggest sales are on is on Facebook. And it seems as if when I post to a local Facebook page, like I here in the mid-Michigan area, the biggest one that I'm a part of is called um, Ask Midland, which is, you know, the, the town of a couple towns over. It's a kind of a larger town, not huge. I mean, it's it's not a huge town, but it has a really large Facebook group that kind of encompasses the mid-Michigan area. And I made a post a couple, let's see, it was the beginning of this past week. And basically, I took all of the knives that were at Louis and went and took a, took really nice pictures of them. And I made this little Ask Midland post, and I put it up. I put I put it up on there, and I had like three hundred and some odd shares, and I sold the vast. I mean, I think I sold ten knives of the thirty knives that were there, and like basically, I've had these knives sitting in Louis Leatherworks for about a year now. I mean, obviously, I've been you know moving some in and out. I've only made two sales before before this post at Louis. And just from this one post from a local group that, you know, kind of skewed towards the moms and dads or grandpa, grandma and grandpas. And it's like, all of a sudden I had like 50, 50 people go in just to look at my knives. And it's great for Louie because he ended up selling a bunch of wallets and belts and all that type of stuff. But like, you know, I made this one post and like all of a sudden, you know, so many more people actually saw my products and, you know, went and bought bought some knives. So it's like... You know, sometimes it feels like, yes, you want to be on TikTok and you want to be, you know, for a large part, for the vast majority of us, we want to be on Instagram because that's kind of like where we imagine most of our eyes are on. But you also have to think about the age of the people that are looking, you know, on those apps because, you know, it's cool to get a million hits on TikTok and you might get a couple of sales from that. But like the um, the uh, return on investment is very low on that. I 100% agree, Brian. And I think, and I've said this before, you need to canvas a bunch of social media outlets, you know, wherever you feel like you want to do it. Of course, the attention is great that you get easy attention on TikTok, but you're right. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was in my 20s, even in my 30s, I did not have any uh, expendable income. I had none, none, zero, like just oh, nothing. buying food. I mean, food. I, I have very little now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, okay, I, I'm, I'm in a situation. I mean, I, I was raising kids during the financial crisis, so it was really tough. But we, you know, the – what what it taught me was is that back then I was not considering purchasing anything, and even to this day, like I think about it and I go, eh, I shouldn't buy that tool because you know I could probably get away with something else, or I have something that would do it, but it's going to take a lot longer, and and you know I have to start not thinking that way because productivity is super super important. Same with buying things like knives, 
and coffee scoops and, you know, things that like you, you think about now that I have that expendable income. I can do that. I, you know, I, and I want to support the community. So it's like, to me, it's second nature, but you know, 10 years ago, man, it would have been out of my wheelhouse. And yes, I'm on Facebook every day. I'm on Instagram every day, very rarely ever on TikTok. And it's because of my age. I don't feel, I love TikTok. I can get sucked into it. It's funny. I find lots of value in the entertainment portion of TikTok. Great dad jokes there. Great dad jokes. Somebody sent me one today. Um, It was, um, I think it was Bob Adams. Uh, sent me this great Wait, video. Wait, hold on. Let me get the trombone out. We'll, well, there, do, a, it's, we'll it, do a well, hold on. It's, dad joke. It's not so much a dad joke as it is. It's like kind of like it was a funny sketch where this woman was like, hey, I've got this. Oh. You may have seen this already, but she's like, I've got a really simple at home COVID test, and I'm going to show you how to do it right oh, yeah. now. So she takes a can of beer, and she opens it up, and she pours it into a glass, and she's like, all right, now take this beer and smell it. Sniff it. And then she's like, all right, now take this beer and taste it. And she, you know, takes a big gulp of it. And then she's like, if you can smell it and you could taste it, you do not have COVID-19. And then she says, (laughs) oh, was that not it? No, there's more. And then she says, then she says, I did this test 19 times last night just to verify that I did not have COVID-19. And then she says, the problem with this is, though, I woke up this morning and I had a headache. So I was concerned I had COVID-19. So I'm going to do the test again. <laughs> do the test all over again. <laughs> and that came from TikTok. Yeah. Very funny stuff. I And I appreciate it. You can get sucked into the doom scroll on TikTok really quickly, which is a productivity killer, in my opinion. And I don't know. I'm sure oh, there's sure. a ton of people doing commerce on TikTok. But in my world... It's just not going to, you know, maybe grinders. I don't know at some point, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, you're right. I What I find the most, you, the most, the best way to do it is to basically post whatever you're making on all of the platforms. You know, you want to, you want to change it up a little bit from platform to platform, but you know, basically my, my biggest thing from TikTok is to, you know, have basically say, Hey, if you like what I'm doing, please go ahead and follow Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And then the people that make that extra step to move to those other, you know, platforms are the people that are actually, you know, more than likely worth, not worth, but, you know, is probably going to be more likely to purchase something. So, yeah. Wise words, (laughs) wise words. I think uh, everybody should take, Uh, uh, take that to heart and keep posting on Instagram. And I'm going to just say this out loud because I even need to hear myself say it. Share everything. Every single thing you feel like if you have this set in your mind, like I'm bugging my audience with these videos or you're never doing it because they'll just scroll right past it. You know, and, you know, you're going to get somebody that's going to shit on your stuff every once in a while. And that's fine. Whatever. I get that from time to time. But for the most part. I'll take uh, you. You've seen what I've been doing on on Instagram. I'm I'm basically like Ben says. I'm doing stories, but I'm doing it in posts. And Instagram has now right. recognized that this is a thing, and they have allowed longer videos in posts. So and they just convert it to like an mm-hmm. IGTV type situation. Uh, and I love it. It's a perfect perfect thing for me because. Stories never really work for me. I'm terrible at responding to messages. And when you do a story and someone responds to it, it's a private thing. Like you're, you know, it's like two people. Right. 
it I don't have time to like during the day. So like you'll notice like if you send me a message on a social media platform, I'll either respond at five in the morning or like seven o'clock at night because the window of time <laughs> where I'm actually product productive is during the day and I, I can't get sucked into these conversations. Not that I don't want to. It's just not that. It's just I don't always have time and I don't have the resources to respond with, say, a um, well thought out response. So I do that in the morning and I do that at night. Whereas if you do stories, speaking of how the hell do these guys keep up with like a Jimmy Duresta, right? He's he's making these stories. He's got to have a gazillion freaking messages in his inbox that how does he respond to them all? I mean, I I just don't know. Now. That's the thing that I also want to talk about on this post that blew up at Ask Midland. The thing, I guess, I I'm pretty sure that this is all over all of the all of the uh, platforms. The biggest thing that is going to make your um your post blow up as much as that one did is you have to take the time and respond yes. to each of the people that are asking things. That's true. And it's like basically when I posted that, I was I posted it on a I think it was a month so this past Monday. And, oh, shoot, that was only two days ago. Yeah, so I, I posted it on Monday morning, and it started to blow up. I was going to go to the shop that day. I literally stayed home all day, and I responded to each and every single you know message, all messages, all, all the people that commented on it. I, I basically interacted with every single person, whether it's, hey, you know, I think these are beautiful. I said I, I would po- post, you know thank you, whatever, and like type out their first name because then they know that it's an actual person. It's not just an automated, you know, whatever. And that makes a huge difference, right? All of those people, oh, it makes the world a difference. If you just post it and then just have like, you know, 50 people uh, comment on it, you know, those 50 comments go through and then the algorithm thinks, oh, wow, there's, you know, 50 comments on it. It's it's decent. It'll, It'll probably get, you know, 10, 15 shares. But with those 50 comments, if you post on every single one of those, now there's a hundred uh, comments on it. And then they respond to what you said. And now that's, yeah. you know, 150 plus. And it, and you know, the more and more, you know, yes, you are, you are wasting an entire day, but I made, I mean, I made a couple thousand dollars worth of sales that day. And it was, it was a huge day and it was well worth, you know, basically taking the time and, you know, responding to each one of those because it like, it makes I know sense. that it, 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 um, it made the algorithm look at it a hell of a lot harder than what it would have if I just didn't respond to anybody. Do you remember Ben saying that, like, when he was first getting his Instagram set up, he said that he would just ba- he would make a post and spend a majority of his time just doing responses to the comments and stuff. And it kills your productivity <laughs> for the day. But it really like, does. <laughs> those sales make up for it. It it does. I mean, think about it. that's the reason why you do this, right? So, like, if you're, you know, if you want to sell, uh, you know, hundred knives, you got to respond to the people who are responding to you and and all of that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big conundrum, man. I'll tell you what. That's why I don't do stories that much. And that and that and the thing is, is I would do it more if I felt like I could be thoughtful during those work day periods. And I'm just at the point where I don't have a ton of downtime. So I'm trying to do my social media stuff in the morning and at night. 
uh, and um, and sounds respond. like you need to pay Dexter to do this. Well, <clears throat> I've I've uh, w- yeah, some things are going to happen soon. Somebody, yeah, <laughs> some some changes are coming very soon. Big changes that that I, I need help. So you but need yeah. to go the fader route and have the uh, the assistant there to help you. And whenever Definitely. whenever something blows up, just you know put them on it. I had a right hand person when I owned the IT company, and it was the best thing ever. It was like the best thing ever to have somebody that I could just hand a project to and, and not nothing major, just, you know, things like even just running errands and helping me out. Um, it was a huge game changer for me. And now I don't have staff and I'm discovering the, you know, the stress and the, pro- the, the loss of productivity you know, of course, when you get a staff member or you hire people, there's additional things that go along with that as well. Like now you're managing people, which, you know, a lot of people don't know, but that's an enormous amount of time and energy that goes into managing people. But if you can be productive, you can find the right person, you can you can really crush it. So, yeah. So, we're you know, hey, I'm, I'm doing some things, making some changes and uh, whatever. We'll talk about that in the future. But uh, all right. <clears throat> so. Let's no. Let me go ahead and take on this next WFI project. Okay, very. So we good. got Ethan the Hat here. Have you have you checked out Ethan? Uh, of course, I have. Yeah, he, he's on here pretty regularly. I have. But he has this little catch-all bowl, and it looks. Uh, shoot, I need to start actually reading them before I bring them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you, you know, you know the trick. Here's it the trick. It looks like it's maple. <clears throat> here's the trick. If you do it on a computer, <laughs> you can click on it. And it'll pull up the picture, and it'll pull up the 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 description to the right. So that's what, how I do it when we're on the podcast. I like legit have WFI projects up in a browser on my screen. That really helps. Yeah, I'm doing I'm it on the phone. On my phone. Like, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm doing it the weak way for sure. But yeah, but yeah, um, it looks like it's just a little maple catch-all <clears throat> disc and or d- disc a a little plate. And wow, I mean. I've always wanted to get into wood turning, and this looks like it's a wood turning project. Yeah. No. No, no, it is. Yeah, definitely. He turned this. I think I, I'm with you. I, oh. I, I, I said I know because I, I want to do the same thing. I have a lathe, and oh. I've always wanted to do it. Um, I'm curious, Ethan the Hat. Um, I used, by the way, I used his dad joke in the last episode, <laughs> Ethan the Hat, and um, also he's in Platt County, Missouri, and I'm curious. Do you say Missouri or Missouri? Because I know there's two different <laughs> ways. Like people that live in Missouri, like the true, like southern, you know, usually, you know, south of St. Louis, which there isn't a whole lot, but like right in that area, they say Missouri. I live in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Ethan the Hat, fill me in. I'm I'm interested. Before we go on to the next one, I see that the Forge Side chat is starting to post their post with the WFI project. I love it. Trying to get this, you know, cross promotion going. Forge Side chat, another great podcast to listen to. If you're not listening to Justin and Lando do their thing, <laughs> God, they're hilarious. They are freaking hilarious, and uh, it is abstract underscore blacksmith, which I shouted out in the last episode. And I'm still laughing about it. Where, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was the funniest damn thing. And um, it, so anyway, go listen to the Forge Side chat with those two because uh, excellent stuff. And he also posted his thing about um, 
uh, the uh, the anvil that he got. I don't know if it's his anvil or if he's moving someone's anvil or whatever, but he's he's got a really cool anvil with a really cool base that he made for it. So uh, I, it's it, he tagged WFI projects and he's moving it with a big ass like engine hoist or something. And he's in Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> oh yeah and i feel like we need to start posting our post you know and start doing this they, they started this cross promotion thing i feel like we need to reciprocate what do you when you say cross promotion thing what do you mean by that like what are they doing specifically well he he knows that we talk about wfi projects every single time oh. and he's putting his you know this is this is a post with you know rachel bonnet on the forge side chat and a bunch of pictures of you know, different things. And it's like, obviously he knew that if we saw this, we might bring it up. So there's, there's the cross promotion. So oh, we need to, I know. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see the screenshot now. Yeah, I got it. Okay. I had to scroll down a bit. I didn't know that that's what they had done. And then they tagged WFI projects at the end. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And they've got a sponsor now, Maritime Knife Supply, uh, yes, which is, do. which is really cool. And um, and they carry maritime knife supplies. So if you're Canadian and you're ever looking for grinder parts or knife making stuff or whatever, you can go to maritime knife supply dot ca. So maritime knife supply dot ca, and you can punch in uh, a promo code FSC kiln FSC kiln, and that'll get you ten percent off. You're, when you order 10 packs of belts from Norton, VSM, Klingsport, Combat, and 3M. And uh, so j- uh, just uh, know that you can use that FSC, which stands for Forge Side Chat, Forge Side Chat Kiln, FSC Kiln, and save some money at MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. I get this question all the time because people, a lot of Canadians follow what we do, and we don't sell much mm-hmm. in Canada, but... um. Maritime Night Supply also carries TR Maker product. So you oh, have really? that. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you got all that stuff going on. And uh, this uh, Rachel Bonnet, uh, she's lovely. I'm looking at some photos of her. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Lovely lady. Looking lady. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, congratulations, guys, on a successful podcast. Go find the Forge Side chat. All right, um, <laughs> I Dude, wanted to bring just up spending two hours listening to their Canadian accent. Is worth it <laughs> <in its own>. Like <laughs> I know, I know. And it's, and it's like, it's Dude. just how they are. And so, you know, I don't want to like make fun of it cause it's not like that, but it's just, they, I feel like they play it up a little bit. Do you feel like that a little bit? Like they kind of, oh. <laughs> they have to, right? Oh, they have to. Yeah. They're, they they're playing it. Up. I mean, maybe that's just who they are and that's cool. The, the episode when they had pickle cutters on it, it's just hilarious through and through. Oh, I haven't listened great, to that one. I'll have to listen episode. to that one. I want yeah. to bring this one up. Moxie engineering, who is now a patron of the work for it podcast. He purchased one of my horseshoes and I have a stack of these things left. Nice. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had time to promote these things. And then I had this brain like explosion this morning I was going like I etched 2021 on these things. I don't have any time to sell these. I need to get these sold. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do or sell them or give them away. One of the two. But uh, he supported my work by buying one and posted the photo of the box. So go find Moxie Engineering uh, on YouTube or YouTube Instagram. It's M O X I E E N G M A C H M A C H Mock. So 
yeah, go find him. He's he's posted some photos of the horseshoe uh, box. He didn't open the box, I'm guessing, because he's going to give it as a gift. But I have a bunch of these horseshoes. They're boxed up. They're ready at four gifts. I will ship them right out real quick to wherever you want. So if you need to give somebody the gift of good luck this year, go to housemade.us. It's right on the homepage. And get yourself a hard work and good luck horseshoe. Dude, for sure, that's, that's an awesome <laughs> gift in itself. That's it is awesome. a gift. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I need to freaking market that thing better. I don't. It's just I haven't had time. <laughs> I only made one freaking social post. I sold half of them. So to give you a frame of reference, I did oh. sell half. So I, I just talking about it on the podcast and also doing one Instagram post. I sold twenty three or twenty four of them. So I'm like, okay, you know, wow, yeah. So good. That's good. Well, it sounds like one more post would do it. Yeah, I know. I I should maybe I'll do that today. I gotta I gotta find the time, so I'll do it. Well, let's go ahead and do the transition. Do you have a dad joke? Do I have a dad joke? Of course I have a dad joke. Hold on, let me go find. I'm gonna pull some out of my Facebook uh, Messenger feed because I get like a billion of them over there, and there's been some really good ones. <laughs> um, and I got. And then you can shout out the people, which is a you know win win. It is. And in fact, uh, the one that, uh, let's see. Okay. So Bob Adams did send me the COVID-19 test one, which was really funny. And then the, the guy who, oh, this is interesting. Hold on. So the guy who won like a couple of years ago, I did the Halloween video where um, I gave, or I did a uh, knife. uh, Out of a saw blade. Out of a saw blade. He messaged me and uh, he out of the blue, like I haven't heard from him in like a year. He messaged me. He's like, I can't. He's like, I'm not sure if you remember me. I'm the one that won the the Halloween knife and all this stuff. And he's also a patron. Thank you so much, Stan. And uh, but he sent me a dad joke. So I was like, and it's really good. So. All right. You ready? Ready for this? Yes, sir. And this is apropos because we're talking about Canadians, although they don't use metrics so much. But anyway, all right. So uh, did you know that 1,000 milliliters of wet socks equals one liter hosen? <laughs> liter hosen. Liter hosen. One liter hosen. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love Great. it. Stan, love thank it. you so much for supporting our work through Patreon and also, uh, he bought into the knife raffle, the video, the Halloween video, um, all those years ago, a couple of years ago, and won the knife. So, uh, cool, cool, cool stuff. So, yeah. Yes, sir. I think I I might have yeah, more with... somewhere in here if you're. Oh, well, op- let me go ahead and pull it. out that trombone again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, also, also, Nate Walpole, uh, Walrus Steel. <clears throat> all right. So, yes, great dude. He, Great dude. He's a Canadian. He lives in Vermont, I believe. So he's he's a uh, he lives in the states, but he's born and bred in Canada. Uh, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he's a Canadian that lives in Vermont. Uh... Yeah. And he. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Super interesting guy. He's starting his um, sabbatical soon, so he can start working with uh, steel and knives and doing all kinds of stuff. He's setting up his workshop. Yeah, uh, he's inspiring. like. Com- isn't he like computer game? Like, he doesn't is. he make uh, com- like games and whatnot? Yeah, he's an educator, and I believe he teaches that kind of stuff. Uh, but he did work for <clears throat> he did work for um, the Halo franchise, 
So he worked on that and the, right. I think the original Halo right. franchise. So he's a super interesting guy. He's going to start making knives, and his books are going to be open in January. So keep an eye out for that. Walrus Steel. But he sent me um, – it's very cool because one of the games that his class designed was called Fork Drift, and it's like a racing game <laughs> <laughs> using fork trucks or forklifts. And it's it's great. He sent me like a video of it. It's really funny. But um, he actually sent me a a dad joke, and that I thought was pretty funny. Um, why do seagulls fly over the sea? Why? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be bagels. Old reliable Nate Walpole from Walpole's Walrus Steel. So yeah, go check it out. Go find him on Instagram. Great dude. Great dude. Yeah, great guy. So all right, all right. Done with the dad jokes. Uh, Okay, so shifting just real quick, we have a new patron. Patron. Let me just pull up patron. This list is getting longer. Every every episode. Maybe later. Yes, sir. Let me look. Oh, this is interesting because the new patron. All right. I'll I'll say. All right. So the new patron is another podcast. And it's a podcast that we shouted out a a bunch of times. And it's really good. It's a really great podcast to listen to. It's called the Working Hands Podcast. Three gentlemen. And they have decided to support us through Patreon. And we appreciate you guys so much uh, for doing that. That's that's super cool. And um, yeah, so we're 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 uh, right on right on with them. They're uh, they are supporting us for as little as one dollar a month. You can support us too. twelve dollars a year. You can get on patreoncom forward slash work for it and you can support our work. And because you all of these folks are doing this. We were able to upgrade Brian's uh, audio equipment, which is the reason why you hear his smooth, silky voice coming to you right now. You can hear oh, all, of it. all of it. All right, so let's go into the list. Mark Ooh, Vanderwerf. Yeah. Mark V. He's OG. He is one of our guys that's been supporting us forever. Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge. Thank you so much, brother. Devin O'Hara, which is the art of craftsmanship. It's the brother to Dustin O'Hara. Noah Bloomberg of Entiat River Forge, Michael Nye, Jamie Blow, Jamie the Squid, Eric, Bob Ryan, who uh, sent us the dad joke or the TikTok joke from this morning. Brigham Kindell, Scott Wilkerson, probably be seeing you sometime tomorrow. Actually, today when this is released, Scott's going to come down and hang out with me tomorrow. Menster Hill Forge, Keith Drennan, Bob from... Uh, he's Shed72 on Instagram. He's over in the UK. Super cool guy. Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives. Jason Moss, my main man in Texas. Mark LeBlanc. That's Papa underscore Hatch. Pop, uh, Papa underscore Hatch underscore Axe on Instagram. Ken Nama. Ken Kemna. Crafty Man Forge. Justin. I'm sorry. Ha. Huh. James Huns, see how long this list is now. James Hunsberger of <laughs> Hunsberger Pocket Knives, Cardoso Knives, Sean Michael Owen of Moxie Engineering. We appreciate you, brother. KnifeMaterial.at. Make sure you go check out that website. KnifeMaterial.at and uh, Moonshine Leatherworks. Brian Absher is now supporting us. And finally, like I said, the the 
fine folks over at the Working Hands Podcast doing the hard work that is podcasting. And we appreciate you guys all so much, all 24 of you who have been contributing to our work and how we uh, we put this stuff out to the internet. You don't have to do it. You do it because you love it, and we love you for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you times Absolutely. a million. Obviously, I appreciate every single one, uh, every single one of you on that list. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm able to talk through this much upgraded mic and this roadcaster. I will be putting to use very soon. I'm super excited about that. But I want to, you know, to single out Ken Kamna on that list. Okay. He actually over this past week he decided to you know start designing a knife with me. I'll be uh. I don't, I, I don't know if it's a gift for someone or if, if it's for himself. It's going to be after the new year, but we're making a knife for him. And this is the very first person that heard of me on the Work For It podcast and decided to, you know, purchase a knife for me. So this this is huge. I, I love it. Ken Kemna, I appreciate the hell out of you. No kidding. So that's so cool, man. Yeah, so is, man. Is he a knife maker? Like, what's his story? Um. <laughs> or <laughs> I should probably know that off the top of my head. Um, I mean, like for instance, he's through... he's commissioning you. <clears throat> is what I'm asking. He's commissioning yes. you to make it. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. I got you. Correct. So, like you're not you're not yes. like designing it and then and then send like sending it over. Uh, you know. No. Okay. He's he's actually having me make a knife. For gotcha. Him. So okay. That's, gotcha. that's awesome. It's... That is awesome. Congratulations yeah, on that sure. collaboration. That's amazing. So, all right, very good. Very yeah, good. it'd be cool. It'd definitely be cool. Well, with the the rest of this podcast, I want to go ahead and bring up the reason why I wasn't on the last podcast. Um, so, um, a couple weeks ago, you know, actually right before the the podcast was about to happen, I got the news that um, a really old family friend of mine actually passed away, Frank Filkins. Um, he he was a really you know, he was best friends, grew up best friends with my grandma. So, you know, basically when, when I grew up, you know, my family was over at his house, his family is over at our house, you know, constantly, you know, great family friends. Well, he passed away. Um, he was 80 years old. We knew it was coming. It wasn't a big surprise. Um, he, you know, his, his wife actually passed away about six years ago. So he, he was, you know, pretty much ready to, to go, but, Sadly, he passed away, and he was actually the the guy who gave me my first job. So my first job, you know, was going over to his his um, his land and doing a lot of you know mowing and fixing things and whatnot. And one of the things about Frank was, you know, he he always fixed. It. He never took anything to anybody. He would always fix it himself. And the fun part is, you know, we, we would. Um, we would we would call it you know if you have a project you know you can frank that project or you can do it the proper way where basically like <laughs> if there's a bolt that's missing <laughs> you can frank over at that his project house, you know, if, if there <laughs> right love, well <laughs> well he was um he um basically like if a bolt was missing he would you know all over his all over his place there is zip ties and twist ties holding things together where there should be bolts and you know nuts and screws and all that type of stuff where it's like, you know, basically, you know, he, he opened my eyes to actually fixing things for myself instead of taking it to, you know, somebody else. And I learned a lot of like my maker skills through working with him, you know, in the summers, I would go over there and 
basically I'd, I would mow lawns, I would fix things, I would, you know, take old, you know, there's one, he had a barn that was, had like uh, six old mopeds in it. And he told me, hey, instead of, instead of your pay for the week, how about, you know, we fix, uh, we take these six mopeds and fix them into one properly functioning moped. And then, you know, we can, you can have that instead of the pay for the week. So, uh, you know, I, I learned so much working with him and, you know, Frank, Frank was a great guy. It's, it's you know, <laughs> his steely blue eyes would, um, you know, I mean, he's, he's just the kindest or was the, the kindest gentleman and, you know, learned a lot of really great life skills with him. So I, I went to the funeral. It was, it was great to, you know, catch up with a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. And yeah, so here's to Frank. Great dude. Um, taught me a lot of maker skills and, you know, great guy. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> before I get all teary, you know, you know, that, that was that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, I'm shit. sorry to hear that. But, you know, here's the thing. When you work with somebody that's younger than you, right, and you pass on all mm-hmm. the education, knowledge, the experience, whatever else, and you build relationships with younger folks, uh, when you do pass on, which is an inevitable, right? We're all in the same boat. It's, right. it's you know, it's a thing, right? Um, you have that to leave behind. It's like your legacy. It's like the things that you did, you know, you gave back, you know, and, um, and then hopefully like you, you took what Frank, you know, gave you and you're also doing the same thing. And you probably will do the same thing with somebody in your life at some point. And, He set an awesome example as to why I think we all love this community so much is because of its number one of its giving nature. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like, I'm sure you've noticed is that you could pretty much reach out to any maker in in our circle and say like, hey, I've got this thing going on. Can I get your advice? And probably within like an hour or two, you have an answer. You know, you have like somebody like willing to assist or help or or whatever. And it sounds like that. Uh, you know, because Frank grew up kind of in a period where there was no internet, you know, there wasn't really all that stuff. That connection really didn't happen. He did it the way you did it old school. You know, you found somebody that liked to do the kind of the same kind of stuff and you, you worked with them directly, you know? And uh, so cheers to you, Frank, uh, old school maker on to the next uh, realm of uh, earthly or non earthly things. Who knows? Um, you know, wherever you are, Frank, I don't know you, but I, I feel like I'm a part of your community. So that's, that's pretty cool, Brian. Sorry about your loss, but it sounds like you lived a really good long life. 80 years is, is oh, yeah, lots sure. of life. So that's awesome. Absolutely. That is awesome. <laughs> so ending it on a downer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to make me cry about here, Brian, or what? Come on, man. What's, what's going no, on? No, I think we're good. Ah, we we I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, all right. So, uh, if, if you are in a position to reach out to Ben, uh, go find Ben Jammin Butler on Instagram and send him a message, a positive message, maybe even make a video for him and cheer and some cheer, uh, to send him because he could use it right about now. Uh, he's an amazing guy and we are 100% behind you, Ben. We know you're listening to this. Can't wait for you to come back. We can't wait to hear all of the stories about being poked and prodded and being rebuilt from the ground up. We appreciate you, brother, <laughs> and uh, can't wait to catch up with you soon. Uh, Brian, I think that's it, man. I got to get back to work. How about you? Yeah, same here, man. 
anything else you want to bring up? Any any other uh, things you want to talk about before I shut this this thing down? No, I think that's a solid podcast. Hit that hour twenty. I feel like that's that's a solid podcast. I agree. I was just thinking to myself that, uh, like last episode, I forgot to do something. Like I I was like recording the podcast, and because I was solo. I forgot to shout out the patrons. So then I did like the little Easter egg thing after the little sound effect. And then, um, and it's so funny because when I do that, it's people lit. I don't know what it is, but they listen all the way through because it's like, they leave it on oh, yeah, or something I to them all. Yeah. Like, it, like they leave it on and it's, and then all of a sudden it goes do, 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 do. And then, and then you hear my voice like, Oh man, Hey, what's up? I, I screwed up. And um, and for some reason, I, that gets a ton of feedback. So we have to come up with something at some point, like an Easter egg that we'll put at the end of the show. So be thinking about that. Um, and we, we're all, always open to listening to your suggestions as well uh, from the audience. So if you guys want to hear something at the end, uh, you want to hear, uh, you know, Brian diagnose me with some sort of weird disease or you know, <laughs> I don't know. Right, I've got this problem. It's right around my taint, the taint area. Uh, you know, that that sounds like a you problem. I've got a rash. I got a rash, Brian. Take oh, a look. <laughs> All right, I'm shutting it down. I'll see you guys. I hope you're having a great working week. Don't forget that Christmas is two weeks away. You should be purchasing gifts for your friends and family and telling them how much you love them or making them something. So uh, be on the lookout uh, for some good gifts to give away this year. It is the season of giving, after all. So we appreciate you. Absolutely. Have an awesome working week. I appreciate week. you all. Yeah. All right. Check it out. All right. See you later. See you guys later. Adios. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> what the hell? Goodbye. <laughs>